Welcome to Pop to the Lou, where we share hilarious, embarrassing, heartbreaking, and inspiring stories of living life with IBD. This is purely for entertainment purposes. This is not medical, health, or even life advice, so do not take anything we say seriously. Welcome to episode 22 of Pop to the Lou. This week, I am on my lonesome for the intro. Cass is at a wedding and wasn't available to record, but we still wanted to get the episode out for you. We actually recorded this episode back on Easter weekend. Cass and Martha were in Spain, and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get another one of our friends on to give a little bit more insight into our lives. They're always funny. Uh, I find them hilarious, actually, probably because we spend most of the time laughing at Cass. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode 13 yet, definitely do that. That episode we had Jen on, who is another good friend of Cass's. Anyways, let's get into the episode. Hope you enjoy. Do you know both of us? This is exciting. Yes. Yes. The, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we were literally talking about Sam and our weird connections via Sam as well. (laughs) We've all got stories. And God bless him for taking us all in. (laughs) So Martha and I have known each other about 20 years. Yeah. And we met through a mutual friend. A uni time. Hang on. Is that 20 years already? 2003, mate. Yeah. So nearly, yeah, nearly 20 years. Yeah. We met when we were 18. So So uni years. So I went to Leeds. Yeah. You went to Bournemouth, really close. I mean, yeah. I hated I mean, all my leads. I, apart from, I think I have one friend from uni time. I hated everyone at uni. So I was like, right, I'm going to come down to Bournemouth every weekend because our mutual friend was at Bournemouth as well. And um, and then that's when Cass introduced me to the drum and bass scene. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the love affair started. And yeah. then we have been inseparable since. Okay, so you've known each other quite a while. We obviously met when you were staying with Sam and I was on one of my trips back to London at some point and stayed there as well for like... Was that just after you'd stayed at Sam's as well? Is that you'd just done a stint living at his as well? I was like, yeah, I was coming and going from London and staying at his and then... I think you had moved in for a bit and I just came back to London, I think for a few days and then I was gone yeah. again. And then and we so, all ended yeah, up going you were to staying at South Africa. I totally forgot because you we were actually staying at the house at the same time, didn't we, for a while? Yeah, and he wasn't even there. I don't even know where he was. <laughs> Did he but... move out? <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to be around yeah. you. He booked a hotel in central London. He was he probably he did. Play at the house. He just has these hot chicks coming. I say hot like <laughs> again. Have you play. seen your reflection <laughs> today? <laughs> like, do you need to do the same? Self cast. Okay. Hey, three of us on this particular podcast episode are three of the four women that ruined Sam's life in in South Africa as well. Oh, he had the best oh. time. It was the worst holiday. Such a dramatic life. statement. <laughs> it's the worst holiday of his life. Oh, yeah, but his man. ideal holiday is fly fishing alone in the middle of nowhere. So exactly, can as you a imagine comparison, this is the worst holiday of his life. <laughs> so I feel like we need to hear your funniest story regarding Cass and her crones. Oh my gosh, there's there's too many. <laughs> I do you know what actually I I feel like I mean your life is like an episode of EastEnders I say this every time we speak there's always there's always an, a story like something's gone on someone's friend's dogs died from the MI5 and like what's happened and there's there's always like an absolute 
There's always a drama, isn't there? I'm, go- I'm just trying to think if that actually happened. It's <laughs> just like taking away the secrets on here. Um, I have to, for the sake of this podcast and your fan base, we have to discuss the hashtag Team Martha episode because <laughs> not this again. I- I'm not letting you know. Because I will not forget, it was it was absolutely brilliant. She was like, I, I'm absolutely going to shit myself on the train home. They definitely, <laughs> kind of like the story you were just saying about how you, you'd been like essentially like food poison at the restaurant that you'd been to. She's like, that's it. The event I went to yesterday, they definitely, they fed me something awful. I'm going <laughs> to shit myself on the train. I was like, firstly, like if it's that bad, go to the toilet on the train. <laughs> Absolutely not. And like a full running commentary, minute by minute by minute. I was like, do you think maybe because you've not drunk in a little while and had about 17 Negronis yesterday, do you think maybe it might be that? No, 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 definitely not. Like I, I, I handled definitely my drink not. really well yesterday. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. 12 hours later, she's like, yeah, I've just shit. I've literally just shit my nose. It's pure Negroni. I was like, it's bright orange. It, lo- it looks like that. There's orange peel on the side. Like, it's, I was like, do you think I was right? She's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and the fact that you admitted, like, you were literally immediately like, yeah, I think Martha maybe called it. I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. I love that on the episode, though, she was still in denial. Oh, because she's still she's still denying it when we were talking about the story yesterday. <laughs> I was like, you literally described your shit to me, and it was literally a Negroni. I just don't want to think of Negronis as being harmful to my IBD. That's all it is. That's the denial. Yeah, because I know how much better my stomach is when I don't drink. I well, hate I, it. Also, like I after really you had a couple it. of Negronis yesterday, what was the first thing you did this morning? Literally pegged it to the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Damn it! <laughs> oh, I feel your pain though. Negronis are so good. Exactly. They're not out of all. The Martha hates them. Oh, she hates what? Them. So, how would you sum up how Cass manages her Crohn's, knowing her like you do as one of her best friends? Do you know she just doesn't speak about it. She does not speak about it. I think also because I met her at like uni age when she kind of been through like the worst phase of working out what it was, trying all the different meds. I think I met you maybe a bit later when you learned how to manage it better. Yeah. So I was kind of a bit like, because you, you told me straight away, obviously, like, you know, I've got Crohn's and I was kind of like, oh, she basically, she can't eat gluten. That's what everyone's, I think I probably was saying the same, like oh, I'm so gluten intolerant, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> um, and I was kind of <laughs> figured that that's probably basically what it was. But whenever, even now to this day, whenever we go out for dinner, you never, you never mention it, say a thing about it. You never make a thing about it at all. But I think I'm just so used to like knowing what I can and can't eat. I mm. just roll with it now. Mm. Like I, and if there's like restaurants like I go to a lot, I know they've got gluten-free menus. Like I'll always like pre-look at menus as well because I never want there to be like an issue or any drama, especially yeah. if it's like someone's birthday or an event or whatever. Like I'm just really mindful. I'll just like Google the restaurant, see what they've got and happy days. I know I can have steak and chips or mm chicken and potato or whatever it might look like but because you never do I then never even think of you as someone who's ill yeah which is so bad but it's not bad it's it's not bad at all I think it just I think quite a lot of my closest mates are like that but then you'll be like oh I'm really tired today and I'll be like I'll just get an early night you'll be fine and then I'm like oh no actually she's ill so maybe, like, maybe I should be a little bit more concerned <laughs> such a shit friend just like she's fine <laughs> and then I listen to the podcast and I'm like 
oh shit no she's actually ill right okay um <laughs> she starts showing a bit more concern to her. well I think it, it's funny though isn't it because like some of my oldest and closest friends you being one of them because I guess I don't I haven't spoken about it like I've done so until I started the 100%. podcast you guys it's not that you forget it's just like it's not at the forefront of your mind because I just don't talk about it mm. and then I think you guys obviously listen to like the weekly episodes don't you <laughs> oh at, 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 at least times each and uh, <laughs> at two fair Mark gets a preview so she always is one step ahead but yeah like I think you guys listen to it and then you'll be like oh my god Palms, are you okay <laughs> I did I, yeah I, like the first couple especially when you both told your journeys and I was like oh my mm. fucking god this sounds horrendous and I'm just like there going have a cup of tea and go to bed early babes like I think that's gonna solve it's like that's such a British response isn't it? yeah have your mint yeah. tea I'm sure that'll settle you now off to bed and get an early night but that's that's so English though like if you break your leg have a cup of tea like if you fall over have a cup of tea like, so, like, as, you out, like yeah. as an adult and then like as a kid so I don't know what it was like in Canada but like where me and me and Marth grew up you used to have your little like first aid nurse things at school. And basically like when you were a kid, they always gave you a strepsil. Even if you'd fallen over, they'd give you a strepsil. Yeah. Like a candy for yeah. your throat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd fall over and like crack your head open. They'd give you a strepsil. Like that was like the kid thing in England. As you get like when you're an adult, it's like have a cup of tea. Like ha- whatever happens to you, like if it's psychological, physical, whatever, like have a cup of tea, you'll feel all right. It's just so British, isn't it? So yeah. You're welcome. That's my medical advice. <laughs> professional opinion so over the years you guys have obviously traveled quite a bit together do you have any idea how many countries you've been to it's not actually that as many as I thought no it's not as many as we thought because you were saying this over breakfast today isn't it you started traveling a little bit later yeah compared to I was I used to be petrified of flying Mm. and then I found Mm. Valium and it got a whole lot easier (laughs) (laughs) and shit's amazing We're going back to the doctors. Are you sure that you? They they tried actually. They tried to refer me to um, a uh, what like an aeroplane specialist therapist or something to try. And I was like, just give me the bathroom. Let's not pretend. (laughs) I'm already concerned with your bloody notes that are coming up. There's like the equivalent of AA meetings for people who have uh, flying phobias. They're like, maybe you should go along to one of those. I'm like, no, just. I don't want the therapy. I just want the benzos. But yeah, no, because I didn't start traveling until maybe just a couple of years before the lockdowns. And I was I was just yeah. starting to get into the swing of it um, when I was like, oh, I'll took that away. But yeah. yeah, so where have we, where have we been? So we've, we've, been done, US... we've done the States, we've done South Africa, we've done Europe together. Mm. So, but yeah, Marv didn't start traveling until later on. And I guess in my 20s, that's when I did all of my like yeah. proper backpacking, you know, moving to Oz, mm. like my Asia tours, my South American tours, my America tours, Canada, like all of that stuff. So, yeah, so I kind of did it before you, didn't I? So I have tips to share, though. Okay, go on then. Firstly, meet her in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Do not fly with her. Not be at the airport with her. It gives me a hernia. I think we're very... I can attest. Oh, my goodness. It's... We're very different. Like, I'm quite a, like, casual rock up you know like in time for the, the oh gate my god or baggage I've li- I've to be got already pain. open chest pain she especially because of the pandemic and stuff she panicked me so much this time she was like make sure you get there early there's going to be so many queues so I was like <laughs> right my flight's at two I've got loads of time to get there in the afternoon I turned up two hours before baggage opened because she gave me that much of a hernia about it 
I was I, I couldn't I honestly I think I even messaged her such saying, a mood. I was like I can't um I, I can't talk to you for a while this is the angriest in our 20 years of friendship this is the angriest <laughs> I've ever been at you but is that even like that's not even to do with your Crohn's though is it that's just you being an absolutely that- psychotic OCD yeah, I've got so I've got a thing about it. So I I think it's learnt behaviour from my family because all of my family, like grandparents, mum, are always have gone to the airport super early, and I reckon that's oh, where I've got genes. it from. Yeah, it's a genetic thing. I yeah. do, but it's yeah. learnt behaviour. <laughs> it's learnt behaviour. So I always like, and I if I'm really honest with you two, who mm. I travel with, like I'd rather not go to the airport with you. Like I'd rather go on my own. Oh, good because the feeling's mutual on that. <laughs> Like, don't you remember before we went to South Africa? Oh, I, I, I massive, do. I do remember, actually. I had a massive yeah. with Sam about it. Because <laughs> Sam was talking about booking a big Uber for us. Yeah. And, and he told me the time. Yes. And I went, absolutely not. And I told him the time I wanted to go. And he called me a lunatic, which I don't like that word, by the way. But he was... But you were getting up at, like, 2 a.m. for a midday flight or something. I was like, this absolutely. What's your point? <laughs> It's just so stressful. And then, but also I love the fact that every time you're like, right, I need to buy a new suitcase. I need to buy a new travel outfit. I have like a Do you actually a new through. suitcase every time you travel? No, don't get me started on the suitcase. It's sore point this time around. But <laughs> so this is a whole yes. other issue to her. I have really bad anxiety going through airports. I have really bad anxiety going through airports. I don't know where that's come from. So I like to be there early. Like super early and then I like to no but this is to do with my cranes as well because I don't mm. like I said before like I don't eat on airplanes anymore because yeah. it makes me so ill so I like to be there early I like to have food have something you know is good decent I food Google, you're not like react what, to yeah, yeah like what restaurants are at the airport so I eat then I get like um and I just chill like loads of water walk around so that I'm not like stuck on a plane if that makes sense because mm. that always makes you feel shit as well you always get your mini bag of snacks that you're comfortable with to take on the plane as well yeah but you? I don't even eat snacks anymore on the plane because just no no because they just make me feel so rough mm. and my stomach's so much better when I don't eat on the plane at all 100%. so like all jokes aside I know we're all very happy to go separately to the airport um, <laughs> well Martha and I can go together though yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm always I'm like it's fine I don't stress about it but I'm always literally that person that's running to the gate before it closes like I'll, I'll just faff around when I get there as well then and I'm like oh my god they're closing the gate and I'm like running and sweating and dripping oh like, okay yeah no I don't like that I like the happy medium, medium. Yeah, yeah yeah I like to be balanced <laughs> but like now because I know how much it annoys Mars so much like I I love to wind her up about it so I I'll can't li- believe I fell for it this time so I I'll can't believe be I went like, for it I've just set my alarm 2am for my 6pm flight the next day and I'll literally <laughs> give her updates like every 20 minutes you also start packing about a week before the holiday as well don't you and do yeah. about 14 repacks I'm yeah like, what are you repacking yeah this actually reminds me of when you were in the flat in London and you were like right I'm gonna do a massive house cleanse I'm gonna chuck clothes out I'm gonna clean it and you've been living there for about two weeks had nothing in there I was like hey what are you throwing away there's nothing here I have got issues with cleanliness yeah I do think yeah. that's like a problem yeah yeah you have to re-bleach everything that's oh it I'm repacking yeah. I'm re-bleaching yeah I clean all the time it's like my switch off thing though as well it's weird isn't it you know like some people mm. cook but people find it relaxing don't they that they like I don't know slow roast a lamb or something I don't know because I don't ever cook do I but like for me cleaning really relaxes me and makes me switch off we will always go to the airport separately. That's a learn. Yeah, yeah that's a learn. And mm. is there anything else that you would say from like us? Because we've done like city, beach, 
do totally different breaks together is there anything that you would think like when you travel with me or you don't even think about it I actually I just don't but you're so good to tra- I think we're both very similar when we're once we're at the country <laughs> um, I think we, we want very similar things on holidays and we're like yeah. I think you we're quite similar in that we're, we're very happy to just be honest and be like right babe I'm gonna go and take half an hour to go and read my book by myself yeah. or like you go do you for a couple of hours yeah. we just meet in a couple of time whatever so it's it's kind of you get a nice mix of doing what you want and being together like having company when you want it and not but yeah, yeah. I just don't think like illness wise I just don't ever I guess it's because I'm what I've only ever known of you yeah but you're definitely, like we were even saying yesterday, weren't we? Like you're definitely seem to be in a better place, like your stomach and your skin and stuff than you yeah. have in a long time. Yeah, we were talking about that Amazing. yesterday, actually, Sarah. Yeah, weren't we? Like mm. at the pool and stuff. Because Ma said my skin's so much better than it used to be. And we literally were saying that, weren't we? I said, I genuinely think because my stomach's in a better place and I just feel a bit more relaxed with my stomach. And I've, I think I've been a bit more forthcoming with what I'm eating now mm. because I'm not worried so much because I think it's really easy to restrict yourself isn't it when you're worried about your stomach mm. like we've spoken mm. about it loads and it's really it's really hard because you want to have a balanced kind of nutrition plan but you're really really worried that if you eat certain things they're going to make you feel unwell mm. and the other symptoms or side effects that you might have so I'm just so much more chilled and I'm just rolling with stuff a bit more and just feel a bit more relaxed and I think that's having an impact on my stomach and yeah. my skin and it's like a well, it's like a catch-22, isn't it? When you feel a bit more yeah. relaxed, your anxiety reduces. So your stomach's probably better and probably my skin's a lot 100%, clearer. Definitely. Just listen to what your body wants rather than thinking, yeah. like, this is what I should do rather than what I feel to do. Yeah, and it's it's just that thing, isn't it? Like we know, it's like say, you and I have said this so many times, like I genuinely would love to eat a much more balanced kind of nutrition plan in relation to like fruits and vegetables and legumes and things like that and incorporating those sort of things in. But I, I just can't eat a lot of them because mm. they just make mm. me really quite unwell. So you know, I'm just so much more relaxed. So the fruit smoothies at breakfast this morning. Oh yeah, I took a pit. Martha was out for a run, so I went for breakfast this morning, like first to get my obviously four courses of breakfast in. Where she puts <laughs> it, honestly, it's so funny. And um, I literally, I literally oh, took yeah. a picture of this like smoothie. It looks so nice. I honestly, I would have loved to have had it, but it was like beetroot, ginger, carrots, celery. Uh, like, and I literally oh, screenshot yeah. it. And I was like, shits in a cup right there. Like, <laughs> and then Marv said, uh, someone came round by the pool yesterday, like offering us like what free, like there was. Like, those but shots of it basically and then like, it's, she's like it's really healthy and I was like you don't know what you're gonna unleash <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that to happen poolside <laughs> I think I'm so much more relaxed and mm-hmm. if I yeah I'm just I'm just eating a lot more stuff that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily eaten before mm-hmm. um and I'm just trying to be more relaxed about it okay don't get mad at me but is there any correlation between the lack of drinking for an extended period of time mm-hmm. and how much better you're feeling probably yeah because I didn't um I oh, you two are so annoying I didn't drink <laughs> I didn't drink right. for two months and then obviously I had a stag do Hendu, and then obviously we're in Ibiza at the moment so I'm certainly not on the in fairness we did say this morning as soon as we woke up we're like we can tell that we've actually had booze for a couple of days like both of our stomachs were like yeah maybe maybe yeah. a day of not yeah no you're right Sarah so yeah. that probably it's probably nothing I've just said. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's it could probably be a mixture. Of I'm things. just listening to my body. I'm so in tune with myself. 
or I just wasn't an alcoholic for yeah. a couple of months. <laughs> I didn't drink for two months. And actually, that's why my skin and stomach are so settled and clear. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. That's ruined everything that I thought um, <laughs> I had locked down. But yeah, you're probably right. So thanks. Cheers to that. Maybe, yeah, having a bit of a break every now and then. But you like to do a break every, yeah. like a I month will or two every year. bloody wedding season ends in April. But oh, I will no, have Cass a break. is like the day. most social person I know. I don't know how she does it. Like, I I just don't have the energy. No, it's exhausting. Really interestingly, right, because this this is relevant for once, something I'm saying. But Phoebes, who was obviously on the podcast a few weeks ago, who we adore, she messaged me this morning from, uh, she's on holiday in Cornwall, having a great time, sent me some pictures, blah, blah, blah. And it was really funny. Hope she didn't mind me saying this. I'll double check with her after. But she messaged going, just on the loose, I thought I'd catch up. So I was laughing and I text her back to say, babe, why do you think I'm so good at staying in contact with people? Because I'm always sat on the loo. <laughs> this is so true, by the way. I think that like at the beginnings of our friendship, like if we we would literally message every single morning whilst we were both on the loo. Yeah. And that's like that was kind of the foundations of just like on the loo. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, that is like where you do your best work, I think, isn't it? 100%. Sat just WhatsApping to everyone out there who gets, you know, daily hourly WhatsApp to me. Usually on the loop. I usually tell you as well. It's not like a oh, yeah, no, you don't. You definitely don't. You don't undershare. <laughs> Is there anything you learned from the podcast about Cass's illness or her journey that you weren't aware of before? Oh my god, for sure. Like I think I was, especially because I met you a bit later. I was shocked by how horrendous it was for you as a child. I think because I've only ever known you really as someone who's like goes to. You know, you've always been to your raves and dancing and to your music, being active, always super social, always out for dinner. So because I've only ever seen that of you, I think hearing like everything that you went through as a child and also knowing how anti kind of putting crappy pharmaceuticals into your body you are now as well. I was just like, God, that must have been awful for you having to try all these different meds and like having that going through your body. And, all, you know, because I, I, I know you're so the opposite now. I think I was totally unaware of everything that you've been through. Yeah, and I'm really like really, really mindful that um medication has like its amazing place. Yeah. Uh for everyone out there. Like I'm not I'm not anti-medication at all. Obviously, I work in healthcare, like for sure. Medication literally enables people to have an amazing quality of life and you know, live live in a community whereby they might not be able to live in the community should they not be on medication, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prevents hospital, hospital admissions, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not obviously anti-medication. I, I unfortunately, from my own experience, had a really terrible experience with mm. steroids in particular, mm. as you're aware, as a child. And, and that, you know, when you have like an experience like that, it does, it, it stays Scars with you, doesn't you, yeah. it? Yeah, it really yeah. stays with you. And I guess that's why I put, and again, this is, this is just a personal experience and story from my point of view. Um, that's why I put so much emphasis on, you know, my nutrition and yeah. everything else that yeah. I could research that would hopefully reduce the severity and frequency of my symptoms. Yeah. It took quite a traumatic like incident. Well, not incident, but because it was over a kind of few year period. But um, I just didn't want to feel that shit and I didn't want to have those side effects. And, mm. and actually, I have to be really, really mindful that I was really fortunate to be able to not be on medication. Absolutely. You know, I was super ill as a child, but thereafter, since I was 15, which is when I was last on any medication, I've been really, really fortunate to be able to manage it with other things. And I'm really conscious that other people aren't. 
so I'm really really mindful of that and mm. and you know sending loads of love to everyone out there that, ha- that do have to take medication mm. you know on a regular basis so I do I do make sure that I'm fully aware of that because you know we're all very different how our bodies respond to different forms of treatment at the end of the day something that you guys have spoken about quite a lot historically is just like because you both are obviously gorgeous and don't look like you're ill to then not make a snap judgment of like oh they, they look fine therefore they're they're not ill um is definitely something that I've learned from listening to these podcasts as well and it has been a learn for me as well just to think like okay just because Cass looks gorgeous today does not mean that a cup of tea is going to sort her out and that's going to be absolutely fine so <laughs> yeah you're right I, I don't really understand why people would be judgmental if that makes sense like mm. I just don't get it I don't understand why anyone would judge someone else mm. um yeah it just doesn't come into my kind of value base whatsoever mm. um so I do struggle when people are judgmental and not kind of accepting of people's wishes and, and thought processes and their own particular journeys and how they manage their lives you know because we're all different mm. at the end of the day but I absolutely hate the word normal mm. and I remember when it came from because I'll never forget the first clinician that said it to me he he said something something to me and then he said compared to a normal stomach and it really upset me at the time like things like that don't upset me anymore mm. but it really upset me at the time I was only what I don't know 12 and I thought, oh, God, that's a bit horrible because it, ba- it made me feel really abnormal and different yeah. and something was wrong with me. And I remember from that point, I never, well, I obviously, you know, it, it kind of slips into conversation, but I make a real conscious point of never saying the word normal, especially when you're like not comparing someone. But if you're talking about, say, someone who may not have cardiovascular issues or mm. something like that. I always am really, really mindful of never saying normal, if that makes sense. For sure. And it was something that just really stood out that that clinician said to me. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm so different. And there's obviously something wrong with me. And I never wanted anyone else to feel that way. So I always think that having Crohn's, having that journey kind of set me up for what I did. The foundation for it. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Definitely. Well, yeah, and in knowing that you don't want to make anyone else ever feel like that, like you do, that like on a health level, but also on the the mental level of the way it was just like I shouldn't feel like yeah. an odd kid, like that's not. Yeah, 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 exactly. And actually, especially with health conditions, you 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 naturally always feel different mm. when you have something physically or psychologically wrong. So I'm really really mindful. Like at work, for example, I always say someone who doesn't have schizophrenia mm-hmm. or someone who mm. doesn't have bipolar like I, I always word it like that because it, just because I don't have schizophrenia doesn't mean I'm normal mm. you know and I just think it's it's language isn't it language are, is a really important tool because like communication can really upset people you yeah. know your body language your eye contact the way in which you speak to people that warmth that compassion being a really active listener um, I hope to think that I am because yeah when you're going through psychological physical health conditions they're so difficult and uh, you know I always say on the podcast I, I've been really fortunate I've had Crohn's for like 25 years or longer now so I feel like I'm a bit of a veteran with <laughs> with things um, and I think I've got a bit more of a thicker skin because I've been I've, I've experienced it for so long um, but I'm really mindful when you've just been diagnosed you're not confident you know you're this is all new to you you're in a really really vulnerable state um, and you're dealing with this illness as well as all the other shit that c- comes with it literally but <laughs> like you know you're dealing with so much stuff and yeah I just like yeah just just want everyone to hopefully um, be spoken to in a really really kind and considerate way and and hopefully be given advice that they can understand 
because that's really important as well. Like, there's nothing worse than being sat with a doctor and they're saying all this stuff and you don't know what the hell they're talking about and they're telling you what to do or not to do and stuff. And, yeah, I think it's it's really difficult for people and that's why we always say, like, if you ever want to chat, kind of just always come through to us because, you know, we don't offer medical advice by any means, but we could always, and we've done it, Sarah and I've done it since we started this podcast now, people have asked us certain questions, you know, even on how to prepare for an appointment or, you know, just random stuff, hasn't it been said? Mm. And we've just said yeah. what's really helped us mm. personally. And that's hopefully what we're, we're, we're trying to do with this kind of podcast. And on the flip side yeah. as well, like we've all been those people that's been to the doctor and you've not been taken seriously. You're like, I know something's not right. And I mean, I guess what you guys experience this all the time, but even just to like have someone say, look, we get it. Like there is something wrong and have that be that sort of reassurance for someone who's going, going through it now to be like, yeah, keep persevering, yeah. keep, keep going. Cause it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not a like, oh, you know, the stomach's not normal. So but you'll be all right. Kind mm. of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, I hope you don't mind, but you've had that recently, Marv, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've been going to, I mean, not for this stuff, for no. some gyny stuff, but they just literally fob you off, don't they? As soon as. They're just like, as soon as there's not an obvious immediate answer. And it's interesting for your particular journey because you've been messaging me, obviously, like, fucking hell, babe. Like, I've gone in again. They've said the same thing again. They're Mm. making me feel like I've got it in my head. Mm. Um, And it does. It makes people really stressed, especially when... And it puts you off going back and asking for more help, doesn't it? Like, you just, it it almost like belittles, belittles you on a mental level to feel like, well, they're the doctor, they should know surely be like no I don't know what I know I know my body and I know something's not right yeah and I think when you're not you're not used to using services like health and social care services at all because you never no, have I phone you for tips like how do I manipulate the system how do yeah. I make this work <laughs> you're not used to the system so you're you were actually really surprised recently mm. with mm. just in relation to you like but like, what's the phrase when you head but the wall but what is it? I'm so bad at phrases. Smash your head against a brick when wall. are you like banging a head against a brick wall? Yeah. Is that the phrase? Yeah. 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 So bad with phrases. Honestly, what, you and your phrases. What did I say? Brilliant. Water off a goat's back or something once or swan's there's back? Two, there's too many. There's too many. I've got Martha, Martha found online that it's actually like a condition. But I can't, I can't ever remember phrases. And what was it? I, I Condition, a bad memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always Is get it, like the, the phrases the other wrong way around. Or like I just put a random word in that didn't ever be a part of the phrase. And the yeah, Mars like, this is amazing. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, something to do with the pandemic stuff, wasn't it? Like you were trying oh. to like give your staff a pep talk and like, because oh, you got so God. many phrases wrong in it. I was like, Mars, don't no. know this is coming yeah. across how you No, <laughs> it was so funny. I wrote a letter right at the start the pandemic to all of my team to you know just, I wrote a letter I love that yeah I wrote a letter <laughs> and um to just explain you know what was going on and what we were doing as a company and you know blah blah blah, blah. these unprecedented waters yeah <laughs> and I basically mixed up two phrases and I put we're we're in unprecedented waters and as opposed to is it uncharted waters or unprecedented times, times yeah Thanks. so I mixed the two up and I sent like what like over a hundred of these letters out and I read it to Martha oh, the did you actually do them as physical letters yeah oh, bless you that's Thanks. so sweet thanks and <laughs> no one probably read them or um and yeah I sent them out and then I said to Martha this doesn't read right and then she was just pissing herself like babes did you mean unprecedented times or uncharted waters and I went oh fuck yeah 
They're like they were just oh. thinking. Oh, but you're so thoughtful with that kind of stuff, actually. Like, you, there's never ever a birthday card or a Mother's Day card or an anniversary or a bunch of flowers. Like, nothing ever. She never forgets a single date or reminder or anything. She's He's so good all over it. Oh, it's, it's it's impressive. It's actually makes you feel really like a shit friend, doesn't it? Though. <laughs> It's always Literally. like you'll have like one re- bad day and suddenly like a candle will turn up and you're, sort of <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't send her anything. <laughs> well, I like so sending true. stuff. Like everyone likes to receive a little card, don't they? Should I send you cards more often? No, <laughs> no I obviously receive some unwanted. Oh. <laughs> I take it. I take it. Let's not get into that. That's another There's podcast. There's always something on the doorstep. But no, no, no. <laughs> but I just, yeah, you know what I'm like. I like to send stuff and you know people go through difficult times and it's nice for people to receive stuff and let you know that they, you, you know you're, that you're thinking of them and my grandma got me into that it was oh, my grandma that's sweet. Yeah, it's, so, you know, it's, it's so sweet I do you, like you it. are so thoughtful it's really nice oh okay is there anything else that you've learned about IBD from our podcast <laughs> I totally forgot the way to share the thing for me is just that because you make such a little deal of it and things like I was even thinking about that when we've been to like bridesmaid dress fitting stuff together like people just assume oh she's just thin or she just doesn't eat much mm. or what have you and I'm like she is like a horse trust me this girl puts it away I'm watching her put away her fifth breakfast this morning <laughs> <laughs> breakfast here is quality it is lovely <laughs> she, she took full advantage of the buffet um I think that's I guess that's the other thing as well is what people assume is what it actually looks like from the outside rather than even thinking what it could be yeah mm. and people it's his comments isn't it like you're right yeah. when we had that bloody bridesmaid tailor like, oh you like, must have lost more weight that's why it fits badly it's like well no obviously you're a shit tailor for, for starters <laughs> but like the fact that she started felt she it was, was okay really to make comments yeah. about your size as well like it's because you're so yeah. skinny oh fuck off actually yeah she was horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know whatever just roll with it you just gotta realize that some people don't kind of have self-awareness so they say stuff that they don't think it might impact mm. someone you know yeah. I mean I guess it is getting more and more common these days isn't it that people are more aware of like intolerances and stuff when you go to restaurants or what have you but there's there's not a proper education around it at all like if someone said to me prior to this, this podcast probably like what is Crohn's and how does it affect people I'd be like probably um please occasionally um <laughs> like, and then I hear about the the cramps that you guys go through or having to go through like chemo and this kind of stuff I'm like really from from stomach problems mm. <laughs> like um it is a, there's a total lack of education around it for sure yeah it's fair though I mean I didn't spend a lot of time looking into any diseases I didn't have like there's so many yeah, different kind yeah. of illnesses and cancers and diseases and everything out there that you don't unless you know somebody that has it or you you have it yourself, you don't even really think about them. However, it's kind of like what you said, just being respectful to people and a bit more sensitive that people can be going through things and you have no idea. So don't make comments about their body or their looks, like unwanted comments and things like that. Because yeah, there's no expectation for people to know everything about every illness out there. It's clearly the doctors don't even know that much, but I'll cut that. But <laughs> is there a favorite part of the podcast thus far? I love your little check-ins actually. I think that's really nice that each time you get that's like, good to know. Like, 
um, yeah, I really I like this. So you're like, so how's your, how's your stomach been this week, babes? How are you mentally? How are you physically? How's life? Like a little little check in each, just so I know that what you're all up to. I mean, I obviously stalk you both on Instagram anyway, so know what exactly <laughs> what's going on. Like today, oh, sorry, what was your bougie hotel like last night? Uh, that's interesting because we weren't sure if we were going to continue them or not. Oh, uh, really? We didn't yeah. know if we were that actually oh, like that interesting. Well, the reason why was because Sarah and I realised yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Sarah now. Basically, when I drink, basically every week I'm like, I'm hanging, blah, blah, blah. I've got orange <laughs> shits because I've been drinking Negroni. When I stopped drinking for two months, every Hashtag week. health guru. No, every <laughs> week I was like, Cass, your check-ins are really boring. <laughs> I said us. I said both of us were really boring. Oh, I love She was just like, I don't, know, I don't know whether we should do these because we're just so boring. Like, Each time you're not doing anything like crap that. because I drank. My yeah. stomach feels like crap because I drank. Mm. Uh, we've had ideas of other things to do, but we just haven't had the time. And I know we moan about not having time, but uh, literally every check-in was beginning to be like, I drank too much. I'm hungover. I have no time to do anything. <laughs> also, though, that is that it's nice to know that you guys do still lead normal lives and go out to restaurants and drink and have social lives, etc. And it's not like your life has to stop because of it. So that's true. I'm totally justifying your hangover zero. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> back. Thanks, babe. Is it, is it because I'm more fun when I'm drunk? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> on how drunk I am. Uh, sangria, anyone? Sangria. <laughs> so, so I'm not allowed to drink sangria, Sarah. This is a self, this is her cutting herself off from sangria. So I, I said, so Ma said, should we get some sangria as soon as you arrived in, in Ibiza? And I said, absolutely not and basically i i voice memoed one of our mutual best friends and said sue can you please elaborate why i can't drink sangria and she sent the longest message and sue and i have been to ibiza (laughs) many a times in our 20s and uh, it was hilarious. Sue basically did a rundown, which we will not be discussing in the podcast, but a rundown of the reasons I'm not allowed to drink sangria and uh, Martha. Was it was just, an extensive list. Yeah, Martha was dying. And at the end of it, she was like, I'm ordering a jug of sangria. I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> Wait, you need to tell me at least a couple of them. Oh, we'll oh, screenshot you the stories. It's yeah. great. Yes, I'll please. Let, no. <laughs> <laughs> But she doesn't uh, have a drink problem. So <laughs> yeah, reinstate that one more time. We are not alcoholics, yeah. uh, but that's good to know. Maybe we'll keep them up or we've been talking about doing like different challenges or like testing out different like recipes or like oh, IBD nice. things. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I'm just going to put this out there because it's being recorded and I have a witness. I thought no, that yeah. I was going to receive a hashtag team Martha mug. Oh yeah, I forgot to order it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I do have it. It's at home. Two. I bought two. Uh, one Team Martha for Martha and then the Team Pop for you and I. The like twat the... or twat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. But I didn't come and see you that Saturday night. Remember, I started eating oh, cheese yeah. and got oh. a bit comfortable at home. And you were like, <laughs> Martha was like, I sent a picture of my cheese board. She was like, babe, you're not coming, are you? <laughs> babe, you don't have to come if you didn't want to. I was like, thanks so much for being so understanding. <laughs> It was brilliant. She was like, um, I'm just going to get a train in like an hour or two. I'm just in my onesie having cheese. And I was like, I'll see you another time, babes. That's all right. I got- <laughs> yeah, you can put mug then, but I completely forgot. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah. All right. So, it's, it's, I thought maybe it was yeah. just something that you'd put on social media just for like. <laughs> you no, do get I, one. I, I you do get one. one. I evidence. have to say, I think there's going to be a high demand for these. I feel like actually quite a few people of the podcast were like, yeah, hashtag Team Martha. I'm going to rep this course through and through. So I think it's going to be backed by popular demand. I need to order a Team Martha one. And yes. I can drink out of it every time that Cass goes on about her stomach being bad because of food poisoning. 
<laughs> I'll just sit there and, and not say anything because I'm listening to my body and you can be there going no yeah, yeah. I can't like like we're so happy with my spiel talking about that and then you completely destroyed it there with one second time I've fallen I felt I fell for the hype around the flying on Friday morning around like you have to be there so early I fell for you saying it's because I'm listening to my body and I'm giving it brownies when it needs brownies I'm like oh no <laughs> off alcohol I totally bought is it. that what you meant by that I thought you were meant yeah. like eating more vegetables and oh just eating no. brownies no I'm eating more like <laughs> brownies and froyos and carrot cakes ah. and all of that really good stuff um yeah okay but now I mean yeah. I'm not gonna lie I don't think there's a correlation between good skin and sugar uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I think she has a point it's so annoying I'm not against it. I mean, eat all the froyo you like. Have you seen my freezer full of the cookies? They're so oh, the cookie dough. God, did she, did she tell you what he did for me? Who boyfriend? He yeah. um made cookie dough like a, I think like at least like two batches of cookie dough, and then put them nice. in little like balls and wrap them in like saran wrap. Put them in the freezer, so then every time I want a cookie, I can just make a fresh cookie. He is playing for keeps. It's a good egg. We like this one. <laughs> She is so cute. Yeah, um, yeah take note, Mark. She's hiding behind a microphone now. <laughs> Flattering her eyelashes. No, he's super cute. So yeah, I, I'm pro eating desserts. I'm just saying that they don't usually tend to make your stomach better and skin glowing. I did think it was a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Penny's dropping. It's kind of falling yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> this podcast always makes me really take check. <laughs> free therapy every week for me thanks guys it's been so lovely having you nice to see you again it's been a while I know all right Sarah Moo love you so good to see you bye Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot of exciting interviews coming up. Definitely subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at pop to the loo podcast for a bit more content on a daily basis and some behind the scenes images. Yeah. Everything will be linked in the description so you can find everything there. Love you guys. Love you.